What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Now, every now and again, I bring in somebody that I feel like would provide so much value to you guys. Um, and this time, I'm bringing in Matt Fox uh, with Cultivate Advisors. He is a former painting business owner. Okay, so this guy knows our world, and he has transitioned into a role in an advisory firm where he helps uh, really go into businesses and help them get to the next level. So, uh, really, a high level conversation here that I think it would benefit anyone from listening to. Um, at the end of the episode, he does uh, drop his contact information if anyone's interested, and he gives out a free gift at the end as well uh, to encourage you to speak with him. So uh, I totally endorse this guy. Great conversation. Uh, something I definitely know that you guys will get a lot out of. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. All right, so what's going on, everyone? Uh, welcome back to the Contractor Seekers Podcast. I've got Matt Fox here with Cultivate Advisors. And uh, let's just start off with this, man. What the heck is Cultivate Advisors and why are you on my podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so, hey, thanks for having me. Definitely appreciate it. You're welcome, Danny. man. Um, hey, so, yeah, I'm Matt Fox. I'm with Cultivate Advisors. Uh, we're a group of business advisors uh, based out of the Chicagoland area, but we have branches all over the country, really. So um, we're all remote people working to help businesses grow. Um, Cultivate Advisors, actually, uh, the reason I, we really connected early on is Cultivate Advisors all stemmed from a painting franchise company and has grown. So we, we took a lot of the models that we built within uh, a service-based industry and applied it to to the rest of the the world, right? So we're we're doing stuff um, not only in service space, but we're touching digital marketers, uh, chiropractors. I mean, you name it. We're we're out there. Helping so people so grow. really, what you guys really are is like, if I'm building a house, man, you guys come in and build the foundation. We are the foundation, one hundred percent. Most important part of the house, man. Yeah. You know, if you don't have good good foundation, guys, forget it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, and we, the the way we go to business is financials is number one. So pe yeah. a lot of people don't like talking about that, but we are all about. Why don't why don't people like talking about that? It's scary. It's scary, <laughs> right? Because it tells them the truth, doesn't it? The truth, yes. Yeah. So once you get over right. the truth, though, and we get past the fact, like, hey, listen, you're you're not operating effectively yeah. here. Sometimes you got to be the bad guy. Hundred percent. Making making financially based decisions is key. Tell me about how somebody could go from making emotional decisions to making mm -hmm. strategic financial decisions. Yeah, really good question. So we do everything based on like financial levers. So we just call them levers. Like what things in your business can you pull? So like in in the contractor or service world, it's pricing, it's not it's lead generation, right? There's a lot of these like levers out there. Right. And it's mastering those skills to get the best conversion to get right. And and so that's how business has grown. If you don't understand your financials and, and those, those levers, those KPIs, key performance indicators will not make any sense. Sure. So take me back to 
you know, the foundational aspect yeah. of what you do, because really the whole purpose of me bringing you on here is because I think you have a lot of good things to say. Um, you know, sometimes you're used to working with, like you said, digital marketing agencies, mm -hmm. people that are already aware of what KPI stands for, brother. But in right. this realm that you decided to enter into, we've got to we've got to boil it down a little bit, because even I early on had no clue what KPI even stood for. Yeah. Okay. Cause absolutely. I came from, I came from an, I was an employee and I turned into a business owner and I heard KPI um, sounded like a, a, a rap group or something. So, <laughs> you know, I had to Google it. Um, so let, let's break down KPI. And I, yeah. I'd like for you to, to do that by telling me, um, give me two or three KPIs, key mm -hmm. performance indicators. Okay. That a business owner with three employees, let's say uh, is still a little bit in the production of their business um, but leaning toward more of the estimating and sales side, trying to grow, what are three KPIs that if you came in to advise that individual that you would start with them having to focus on? Yeah. So I'm going to sidestep real quick and say, it's going to be different for everyone. And, and the way we always start the KPI key performance indicator conversation is around what your three to five year goal is. So if, if people go to business and they're focused not on what their three to five year goal is, you're never going to hit that goal. Is so, that a financial goal or is that a growth goal or is it oriented to whatever you, whatever they tell you their goal is? Yeah. So a lot of times it's financial, right? Like some okay. people say, I want this revenue number, but other people say, I want this profit number. Some so people say you work backwards from the goal to identify what the KPI should be. Yep. Some people want like, Hey, I I'm working 40, 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week. I want to work 30 and grow my business. Right. So it's like, Hey, okay, let's figure out what those KPIs are. Cause those are going to be very different. Right. Some basic ones though, would be lead generation. Right. So like how many leads are coming in? Um, that's an easy KPI. And then it's um, sales conversion. So like lead to actual contract, that's a good KPI. There's a met, like a, a percentage of, of close rate. That's a great one. And then I mentioned it earlier, price. That's another great one. Like, Hey, that's a lever that you can use your average job size, average hours. Those are great things to measure throughout your business. Absolutely. And increasing that. And I think that was crucial for me early on because, um, you know, early on I was hovering around $3,500 average job size. Mm -hmm. And what I learned was, is that I was seriously underbidding my jobs um, and just making a small tweak in you know, how we actually structured our painting jobs. So a lot of people who listen to me know that I actually break everything up individually. So even if you asked me, Tanner, I'd like for you to quote my whole house, ceilings, walls, trim, and doors. I'd say about 75% of contractors, generally speaking, will give them one big price, yes. right? Okay. So what I did was, is I actually give them four small prices. And what I was able to do was look at each one individually and increase them by a little bit. And now, as I speak to you, my average job size hovers around 5,200, um, which means that I'm maxing, maximizing my resources, right? That's mm -hmm. something I'm sure that you want. And it just gives me a lot more control um, and, and, and confidence. So do you feel as though like when people focus on their KPIs, like there's a big exhale because it's like now they have a little bit of confidence. Like it's almost like, you know, they, they start to see a direction that they're heading in. And it's kind of like if you're trying to lose weight and you never, you know, get on the scale, you can't get motivated the next day to keep going because you don't know if you're improving or you're, you're not, yeah. right? No, that, I mean, that's a great analogy, right? Like, okay, I want to lose weight or I want to lose 50 pounds. 
there's a different way to achieve that goal, right? Wow. Like, oh, I lost a pound. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> but so, if you're trying to so, lose. So generally yeah. speaking, someone might say, you know, I want a successful business in three to five years, mm -hmm. right? Or they'll say, actually, I want a business that operates without me. I want to generate $1 million in revenue each year. I want to grow at a 10% rate, you know, mm -hmm. and, and if you can dial that down, then we can say, okay, well, in order to get there, <clears throat> honestly, it's not that hard, buddy. All you have to do is sell this many jobs. And then you would look and say, what, how many leads do we need to get in order yeah. to, so you're really just like, you're, yeah, you're we just getting, dial you're in. ready. I like it. Right. Yeah. So like, here's another example. So let's say you want, okay, I want to hit a million dollars in five years, right? Awesome. We'll, we'll help you get there. But then we'll help you along the way with like that sales strategy. So maybe to your point, maybe it's, I'm, I'm going to get my average job size up. We're going to dive into your skills either as the owner or if you have like a sales manager on your team or someone out there generating leads, we're going to help skill those people up to maximize it for you. In the home in home service industry, what do you think um, is missing in terms of sales process, generally speaking? Um, I, I think it's really, there's probably two pieces. One is um, a good setup, like teen up that, that whole sales process for the client or for the, the prospect. We do everything um, with a POD. We call it purpose, outcome, agenda, decision. If you dive in and you just go, you own it with the homeowner or the, the business that you're working with and you, you are very clear with your intentions, how you're gonna go to business, that speaks volume because it, it opens the door, it lets the guard down. It's like, okay, this guy isn't just in here to sell me something like, today all we need to do is this part of that sales process. And it just really helps slows things down. The other piece is like in, like, as you're in there, as you're talking with, with the prospective buyer, like you're, you're having like a real person to person conversation. You're not a sales guy. You're not, you know, it's just like you're providing value along the way. Sure. So you feel as though that's lacking in the industry. I think, yes, I, I think there the, the sales process, like people will go quote, I mean, I've seen people um, out there saying like, hey, I'm, I'm having like some debate back and forth on the price with the homeowner, or this is happening, right? Like there's, there's a piece missing. And you should never get to the point where you're like having a debate necessarily, right? You should like, you should own the objections up front. So right. really having a clear understanding of that sales process, what objections are going to come up later, so you can handle them today will make that process so much smoother, right? You're yeah. not closing $5,200 deals because you're surprising someone at the end of the sale, right? You're yeah. like, yeah. you're leading. Yeah, well, we're, we're bringing it, we're bringing it with the value up front. I mean, before they even meet us, you know, with the automations through drip jobs and, yeah. um, you know, just having a representative go there before when I first started my business, I would actually do the sales on the spot. We've built a reputation now where it's almost like, okay, premiums coming, you know, we're that we're ho hopefully I, I, you know, I use this, I use this analogy. Hopefully we're the one that gets circled on the calendar, you yeah. know, like, Oh, yeah. I, I got to hear what they got to say. And, and, and that, that has been done through uh, creating so much value and maybe we're a little farther out, but I don't want to, I don't want to speak too much on that because we want to get people to that position. Exactly. Um, yep. And, and I would say, you know, you know, I'm sure you've had contractors over your house, maybe have given you a quote, um, usually we find that those that are heavily involved in production don't necessarily have the time to mm -hmm. actually focus on building a sales process. Cause honestly, it's like, 
that should be its own business in itself, right? So if you have a business of producing the result, right? You have processes in place. It's easy for them to create those processes. Like when I get to a house, I'm going to prep the area. I'm going to do this next. And they have a beautiful process that usually doesn't even need to be written down. But when it comes 100%. to sales, they feel as though that that doesn't require a process. Do you, do you find that as, uh, to be yeah. true? hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, sales is number one, because that also sets the expectation when you're on the job, right? right. You're, you're setting yourself apart from everyone else. Yeah. Those with the really clear sales process, like it just opens that communication, that trust. Yeah. It's a Possibly foreshadowing some- event, yeah. right? It's it's foreshadowing what they can expect. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. No, that's good. So where does marketing come into all this? I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Because if I come to you, and I'm going to come to you from the position of um, someone who, again, my example, three employees transitioning from production, knows that he needs to get out of production, mm-hmm. looking to build some momentum. Um, you know, where does marketing come into this? And, you know, if I'm, uh, if you're looking at a company, how do you assign a budget to them or how do you get them to feel comfortable to spend that money? Um, you know, when they, they're maybe not used to spending money, maybe they used to work off a of word of mouth. We find that sometimes that doesn't supplement a business the way that it should, and they should have a marketing plan in place. What are your thoughts yeah. on the, on the marketing side of things? All right. So for, for marketing, uh, there's really two pieces of this business or any business, right? It's balanced as the business owner, it's balancing growth versus capacity. On your growth side, that's where your sales and marketing part of the engine drive. Like you're going to get your growth from sales and marketing, and then you have to staff that you have to add layers of leadership on on the capacity side of the business. So what all I'm saying here is uh, from what I would recommend for marketing at a very high level, this is going to be different for different businesses but look at your marketing, your total marketing spend should be maybe like three to 4% of your total revenue. That would be like, if you're continually generating leads, if you're spending more than that and you're not getting the return, I might question, hey, are we doing the right thing? If you're spending less than that and you're not getting the return, maybe you got to increase that budget a little bit, right? But you want to be, yeah. Yeah, no, and that you're spot on, dude. Three, well, I was at 5%, but yeah, you're spot on. I mean, right there is, is right where it should be. So that really means for every $100 you bring in, mm-hmm. three or $4 should go to yeah. marketing. I mean, your next like, job, right? Yeah. I mean, really, like you can't spare the three to $4 to make sure you have work coming in. And, but on a large scale, if you bring in 10,000, you know, still, I mean, 300, $400, it's like an insurance policy. That's the way I look at it. It's like, you know, the more you put out, the more you bring back in, um, spend, you got to spend it to make it. So, um, when you find that those who do invest in marketing and I'm gearing this mm-hmm. toward contractors, because that's why you're here. I know you work with yeah. other companies, yeah, other companies absolutely. usually have sales departments. Some companies you work with, you work with range of companies from maybe a one man guy, you trying to get to a certain point to what now seems to be, uh, digital marketing agencies and these guys that understand lead acquisition, lead conversion, you know, they understand and they put effort and focus and attention on these things. How valuable mm-hmm. would, would you say it is for somebody to have a software in place that nurtures leads mm-hmm. for them? How valuable? The pros are using that stuff, right? I mean, no one is, if, if you're getting by without some, some type of software in your business, you are not going to scale. Your model is not scalable. You cannot grow. Uh, you'll, you'll grow to a certain level, but you will be capped off. Guaranteed. Yeah, you're growing off and, a lock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Right. Exactly. 
And, and one thing I didn't mention earlier, but I want to, I do come from the painting world. Yeah. I, I ran my own painting business um, as well. So I, I get, you know, yeah, this, we like painting. This... We like painting in this podcast, dude. We got, I yeah. know we got some yeah. other listeners. I know that we're, we're painting heavy <laughs> brother. We love it as well. That's why you're on here. <laughs> no, but yeah, you're right. You're op- you're operating on luck. And really why I say that is because, you know, um, you know, it, it, again, it's like everything has to have a system. You, you can only do so much, right? I'm sure you run into people who try to do too much. And then that's, you know, it's usually why they reach out to you because most mm-hmm. people who reach out to you know they need help. They, you know, they say, they, hey, yeah. I, I can grow my business. I just can't, I don't have the time to do it myself. Right. I, I need, and so we help people work from working in their business to work on their business. Hey, that's, and the, that's, motto, what sure. that's the motto of our podcast. Here, yep. Right? And right, exactly. And I was going to say, and that's why people are here yeah. listening to this, right? Is because yeah. they want to take time out of their day to listen to like, how do I work yeah. on my business versus yeah. like pick up the brush every day? Yeah. And it's like, you know, the thing is, is like a lot of people have trouble asking for help, you know, I mean, get rid of the ego. I mean, yep. it's not about, it's not about, it's not about you feeling inferior because you need help. It's about actually a superior trait to say, Hey, let me, let me outsource mm-hmm. the help here because it's either somebody helps me get to my goal way faster or I have to learn it myself and maybe not do it in an efficient way. Let me give you an example of how that actually translates to me. Yeah. I am, am I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you, dude, I do not know anything about accounting, about mm-hmm. payroll. I don't even want to know. Yeah. One of the very first decisions I made after trying to do it myself, everybody says, go on QuickBooks and do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. One of the first things I decided to do was walk into an accounting firm and say, hey, I don't want to do accounting. I don't know how to do accounting. I'm going to let you guys do it, okay? They wanted to charge me $300 a month. At the time, that was more than my car payment, and I just started my business, but I knew, listen, I'm probably going to get a better return on my taxes, or I'm going to minimize my uh, whatever my payment would be because these guys know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Rather than me try to save the 300 bucks and do it myself, I'm probably actually losing money. Absolutely. Okay? And time, right? I mean, for you to fumble around with this for a couple hours a month versus you go finding that next deal or improving your sales process. Yeah. So there's opportunity costs yeah. there that's just going out mm-hmm. the door because I'm sitting here in my office trying to calculate taxes. And same thing with payroll, outsource it. Like it's like, you know, you've got to find your strength. And that's another thing that I like to mention here is that I'm I'm sales heavy by heart, I'm marketing heavy by heart. But that doesn't mean somebody who's production heavy can't do the same thing I'm doing. They, they can be project managers and have a great grasp on production and utilize resources like you to teach them sales, to teach them marketing, yep. you know? Funny, you, you made a comment earlier. I was just talking with a guy maybe two weeks ago and he said, I was asking like, what are the needs in his business? And he, he said, literally, he's like, I, want, I don't want to learn anything else. <laughs> I am an expert here. This is, I enjoy doing it. This is all I want to do. I need someone to fill the gap. Right. Perfect. Done. Like, and it doesn't Perfect. have to be me, but like, why stumble yeah. through something you don't like every day or, or yeah. you can't do by yourself, right? You can't do it by yourself. Yeah. You can't. And it's like, um, you know, I think, you know, w- what the goal should be is to get out of the business. Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. you should be putting systems in place to free you. Like, again, like I always mention when I'm recording podcasts, I'm like, look, it's 1 16 PM on a Thursday. Haven't, I haven't gotten a phone call yet. Right. I mean, it's like one of those things. It's like, I've freed myself. And what we want to do in this podcast is encourage those of you who may have weaknesses. And that's not a bad thing. We all have weaknesses. My weakness is production. You ask me to paint something, you're not going to be happy. So what did I do? 
I found people that are really good at painting, you know, same thing with, with accounting, same thing with, with payroll. So when it comes to growth, when it comes to wanting to know what that next level is, or actually having the courage to bring someone on like you to say, Hey, where are my holes here? Why am I not growing and actually face it? I think that, that, that speaks volumes about the direction you're going to be heading, which I think is the next level. Cause you're going to have not only an advisor, but what is that one thing that comes with getting an advisor That's accountability? Do you find that just the accountability alone is one of those, one of those hidden factors that you don't really advertise, but people get a benefit from? Yeah. I mean, we, we try and set our business up where we'll, we tailor everything we do one-on-one with the business owner. And then we, we help them scale it. And our goal is someday to walk away. But a lot of times people just stick around because they like that accountability. It's like, Hey, I know I can do this on my own, but I want to sit down at the table virtually and talk with someone about this. Like I have a problem. I have a staffing issue. I don't want to generate leads, whatever. Like that's not the thing I like to do. Um, but there's accountability there. Yeah. Yep. We'll get some, you know, let's get to it, man. Cause I really, you know, really, really, it, it comes down to this, man. What should somebody consider a solid budget mm-hmm. to invest in advising or consulting now yep. is it proportional to sales how does how does the pricing model work for for a service like this yeah so with us we we have some qualifications from the business owner right so we're not we're, we're not like a startup entry level um we're, we're kind of that like mid-size so our Typical client, three hundred to five hundred thousand annually is typically like a starting point. Okay. We go we go up into the millions quite a bit, and we have some very large companies we work with. But if you're getting started, you're generating a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. That's a good time to start talking with us. Uh, we do we do everything on like a monthly subscription model. Excuse me, we're uh, we're twenty one hundred bucks a month, and and there that's kind of like our starting rate. There's other services that we can offer, and we can talk through that. Um, but I would say it's an ROI and we come to the table saying like, we both have to agree that that's a good thing for you to do. Are we really going to provide an ROI on our, on a return? You can find a cheaper coach or consultant out there. Um, that's not us. We, we come to the table. Kind nah, of like you're talking business. to the wrong group, man. We don't talk cheap <laughs> here, dude, because here in this podcast, we talk about how we can get customers to pay us more for our services and we get mad when they try to when they try to undermine our value right so don't come on here apologizing (laughs) for your no no no. i'm sorry what i'm saying is that's what we are but we're not what we are i love that because guess what there's but but with with, here's something i put out the other day on on instagram man it's about if you're gonna have the guts to put out a price like that okay that comes with the responsibility Mm-hmm. of either meeting the expectation, which that's a fair deal, but someone like you and me and anyone else listening to this probably wants to exceed the expectation. We don't, we don't go in the business to meet the expectation. Like no one does that. Right. It's like when I sell a job for like five grand, I'm like, dude, you don't even know how great of a job we're going to do. Like, like yeah. you have no clue the value that you're going to get out of this. And to them, if I haven't done a good enough job expressing the value, which that's, you know, you're doing a great job today of doing that. Um, it's easy for them to say, oh, five grand to paint my house. You know, I could do it myself. Right. You know, that guy's charged me two grand. It's like, okay, well, number one, let's look at the track record. We've got great reviews. You guys are a really big company. You've, I, I think you gave me an accolade here. Fastest growing companies uh, in the Inc. 5000 for the last for the last three years. Three years. Yep. Three years. Yep. So it says a lot, you know, so we would, we would, we would defer them to our accolades. Hey, here's yep. our reviews, you know, next thing. Hey, um, 
you know, we're, we have testimonials. I'm sure you'd be able to provide mm -hmm. some testimonials, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so. to your point with like the ROI or like the value that you'd bring long-term, right? So again, I'll use my model, right? It's 2,100 bucks a month. Okay. So I, I, I need to find you like you specifically a half a client extra per month. Yeah. On yeah. top of yeah. everything else that <laughs> yeah. we if do. You can't, if you can't get me one more client, yeah. dude, right. I'm not paying you. Exactly. You know? so, so, yeah. and, but we don't like, okay, that's easy. I can, I can solve a problem within your sales model potentially, right? Like with you, I'm saying, right. but the, think of all those other parts of the business. Like you mentioned with having a bookkeeper or an accountant, just the value that that person brings to the business, like way more the right than what it's players. worth. Yeah. yeah. And, and I try to teach this because a lot of, a lot of good people, man, that follow me and I have like this, I feel like this, like, yeah. uh, I, I, I don't know. I try to like protect them, man. I love, I love these guys, man. They, they, they come from their jobs or they come out yeah. of nowhere. They, they dropping out of college to start, you know, their contracting business. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, every time you used to make money, you used to get it and used to save it, you know, and then you'd, you know, or you'd spend it and save what's left. And I'm like, hold on, man, you got one more thing that you got to do when you own a business, you got to invest it. You got to do some investing of this revenue that you're bringing in. Like, that's the thing that you weren't taught. You never learned how to do, you, you, you know, you were just a means to an end when you work for someone else. Unfortunately, you know, it's just, you're, you're just a result of a sale, you know, now in this role, you are the business. So you've got mm -hmm. to make sure that you're investing in growth and maybe this area of growth that you're hearing about just a consultant or an advisor uh, is something that you might think, man, I'm not going to get an ROI on that. It's not tangible. I can't feel it. I can't touch it. You know, I can't see it. That's usually what you're used to spending money on. You know, even if it's leads like, oh, okay, I spend this much money. I get this much leads and advisors giving you advice. That's their job is to give you advice, to point you in the right direction so yeah. um you know i just wanted to kind of clear the air on that man because yeah, i you know, appreciate that some, it's, it's some twenty one hundred dollars like there's no way i would pay for that they probably heard that right now and they're like there's yeah. no way they, they, yeah, there's absolutely. some people that ruled that out but i'm just saying this think of the value of having a personal advisor by your side teaching you what you don't know to get you to the next level way faster how long is it how long is it going to take you to do it by yourself is your time worth twenty one hundred dollars or is it worth way more that you could be selling and utilizing these tools as you go? Would you say that's a fair point? Yep. And, and just to your point on the Inc. 5000, so three years in a row, and, and this isn't because of what we do as a company, it's because of our client growth. We have like it, top line revenue uh, right before the pandemic, and I'm using that number just because the pandemic was weird, um, but top line growth was like 108% for these business owners in our community. And it's, it's amazing. So that means they doubled their, that means they doubled their, their, doubled. their doubled their revenue a little more than yep. doubled their revenue yep. by working with you. Yeah. I think I said that wrong. 65% revenue, 108% profit, but yeah. Fair so they enough. doubled their profit. They probably, I, I'm, I, I'm cool with doubling yeah. profit. Yeah. I would <laughs> yeah, rather that. Right? I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'm cool <laughs> with that for sure. Double my profit, man. I don't care what yeah. you do to my sales, um, just double my profit. hundred <laughs> percent. Right. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. I could, if I don't have to do as many jobs or get as many leads, yeah, and man. I can make and more. Like, let's do it. Yeah. Optimize. I did a whole episode on optimizing your business. Yep. Um, sometimes more, sometimes, you know, more isn't always good. You know, you got to, yeah. and that's what KPIs do. Like, I'm sure some people listening have the question, if I grow my business, would it be worth it? <laughs> like, would it, would I make more money or would I stretch myself thin? Like, I'm sure that's something that you would help yeah. with, right? Well, right, exactly. And I'm sure people are thinking like, oh, well, I'd have to hire three or four more people. And then, then I have all these employee issues. I don't know. Do you really have to hire three or four more yeah. or do you need yeah, to like you might just need to hire two to hit this goal? Yeah. Like, dude, it's so valuable. Good yeah. stuff, man. I wanted, I, it was important to me to bring an advisor on here because um, I do some advising 
yep. um, through coaching and stuff like that, but yep. nothing structured. And I do that purposely. Um, for you, it's structured. This is this is serious accountability. This is start to finish. Hey, I'm gonna we're gonna do this, 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 and this with the goal of getting here. And and that accountability alone um, is either gonna force you to grow or you're gonna quit. And, you know, maybe if you're the type of person that's like, you know, I'm not committed to that. You're maybe you're not ready for advising, but there's somebody that might be listening. It's like, I'm ready for this. Like, I want somebody to, to, to help me, you know? And uh, again, I don't offer structured coaching or advising. Yeah. So it's important for me to, to endorse somebody that does with, Thank and you. by the way, I get nothing out of this. This is, do I get anything out of this? You do, you do not, but I appreciate no, it. <laughs> no problem. I, I get nothing. I get you, and that's okay. Um, and I, hey, I didn't ask for anything. I don't want anything. I just want to help those listening. Yeah. Can, can I give one other piece of advice just to the group if anyone's yeah, listening man, here? So um, as you're running your business, what I would recommend right now, like if you're going to do anything in the next three weeks, right, it is to build your 2022 business plan. Okay. If you don't know what that is, look it up, but you want to be planning for your revenue number, your profit number, working backwards, looking at this year's data and starting to figure out what do I need to do January 1 to hit my year end goal? And if you don't know what that goal is, that's okay. Start thinking about it. Make it have like a, we always use like three tiers, like minimum. I have to hit this to provide food for my family. This middle one is like a nice to have. This is where I'd like to be um, profit wise. And then your behave, your big, hairy, audacious goal. What do I want to like just achieve here, right? And so like, hey, I want to hit a million bucks. What do I need to do to hit a million bucks, right? right. And oh, I do. then you yeah, work- I love it, man then you work backwards. But if you're not like right now, business owners, we're working with everyone in our network, business owners, building out your 2022 plan, building KPIs around it, measuring that stuff. Like that's how successful business owners are operating is they're looking ahead. They're figuring out what they need to do today to be successful in 22. That's it. I love it, man. So how do we uh, find you, man? What do we do? Yeah. Let's see. The easiest way to get a hold of me um, would be I'll, I'm, I'll throw out my phone number and uh, email. I'm fine with that. It's pretty okay. easy. Okay. So phone number, uh, be generous to me, right? But 920-963-2251. 920-363-2251. And then my email is matt at cultivateadvisors.com. Pretty simple. Um, cool. And, and that's the easiest way to reach me. I'd be, nice. even if you don't think you qualify, this might not be the price for you. So uh, is it, is business. it fair? Is it fair to throw out this, uh, this unscripted spiff here, maybe a free 30 minute strategy session for Let's being a contractor secrets yeah. listener. Is that, is that fair? I will do that 100%. Anyone who cool. wants the time, if you call, I want to get something scheduled um, and do that like the right way. Yeah. Absolutely. Call, email me. I'll get you. We'll spend 30 minutes together. Let them know that you heard it on the, uh, on the contract sheets podcast. Yes. And, uh, that was, that was unscripted. <laughs> I'm good. With, yeah. I'm I love 100% it. Good with that. I love it. Nah, dude. Anytime. Matt, Matt, a pleasure, man. I think, uh, I think everyone got a lot out of this, my friend. And, uh, I don't think it'll be the last time we speak. No, you're awesome. Appreciate it. Man. Right, Thank man. you guys. No Take care. Good luck. y'all. Absolutely. See ya. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at Contractor Coach, and I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email. Find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business 
to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.